0: Congrats and Brian Coleman. Brian, not the best NFL schedule in the world, but we had a Master Sunday. We got college football cancellations left to right due to this virus that hasn't disappeared yet, believe it or not.
1: Nope, has not. How are you doing? It's actually getting, a, yeah, every day the numbers are worse, and it's uh, disheartening to say the least.
0: Well, we had some, we're taping this on a Sunday night, just uh, 7 o'clock on a Sunday, and I don't know if we saw it, but right before we sat down, Jim Bayheim, the longtime Syracuse coach, Put out a statement around 6.30 tonight that just during some routine testing, he uh, tested positive, has no symptoms, but he's going to isolate at home. And I'm telling you right now, I think Rick Patino said it best the other day. Let's just push it back. And instead of March Madness, how about some May Madness? Let's just, let's just try to – maybe we start the season in the middle of January.
1: Could not agree more. I don't think it's at all wise – I think it's just out, out, outright foolishness to try and start it on time. We know it's getting – we know the numbers are are worse and worse each day, just in the total number of cases. Um, We see what's happening with college football where, I mean, so many games canceled this weekend, which we knew was going to happen. They can't really, I don't think, realistically operate college basketball I'm talking about now in a bubble that would be effective enough. So I'm with, you know, I'm with Coach Patino. I don't often agree with him. I think he's 100% correct. Yeah, let's push it back. Let's see where we are after the holidays. Let's everyone regroup and please stay safe during the holidays. And yeah, and if we have to go to May Madness, we go to May Madness. Eric, we just sat, we just watched, uh, it's November 15th, and we just watched the final round of the Masters today in freaking November. Yeah, so and yeah not, I, think, I think it's doable, and I think it's the s- smart and prudent thing to do, but we will, we will see.
0: I agree 100%. Listen, the the people at home will understand if you have to change things up. As you mentioned, the Masters were today. We, we'll, we'll figure it out. But as you mentioned, I mean, Bayheim's sick. UConn had a positive test on the men's side. The Ivy League, listen, this is the worst kept secret in the world. It was big news when it came out this week, but I was told months ago that they were not going to play sports in the wintertime. So I, it's, it's horrible for some of the seniors. I mean, uh, if you're a hockey player at Yale or Harvard and you're a senior and you're missing out on your year, if you're – you know, Yale had – uh, had several guys didn't even come to school this year that they stayed home because they knew this was – they didn't enroll in school so they can get an extra year next year. So, I mean, no big surprise, but it is a mess. And you mentioned college football. They're going to push through it because they do not want to give up any money at all. Bottom line.
1: They don't. It's a shame. And we – you know, we, we'd probably get a lot of people to roast us for this. For the, I mean, this mean At least my opinion, like I don't think they should have played. And a lot of the conference started out saying they weren't going to play, play. – but the SEC was gung-ho from the beginning, and they did play. And ironically, the SEC, I think, is the conference, the big conference that's having the most uh, difficulties right now. It's like, What was it, five conference games canceled yeah. this weekend, including Alabama, LSU, which is a, always a big game. So the Big Ten, of course, once they started playing, well, then here comes the Big Ten. They're going to start. Okay, the Pac-12 decides they're going to start. And now it's it's a mess, and they shouldn't. Have, I don't think they should have played. I know it's a money-making thing. And, yes, I hear the – I don't want to say anti-COVID people, but the life, go, we, life goes on type of people telling me about how no, nobody's – I don't like to set the bar. Like, most of these college players that have tested positive, well, none of, none of them have died. I really don't think the bar – that's where the bar should be set. I might be crazy. I don't think that's the right bar to set.
0: No. It, it, like you said, it's only getting worse, and it's trickled down to youth sports. I'll be honest with you. My son is now home for two weeks. He has been um, – He's got to isolate, he's in lockdown because a player on his hockey team tested positive this week. He practiced on Tuesday night with with this team. They all were wearing masks, but two days later, one of the kids on the team had some symptoms, went and got a test, he's positive. So now my son along with uh, his teammates and the coaches are now in quarantine for the next two weeks. And I gotta be honest with you, it's pretty scary. I mean, we're gonna go get a test on Tuesday morning. That's a, soo- so that's the thing. That's as soon as we can get a test. You, you haven't been through this before parents if you if your child comes in contact with someone you call your pediatrician we had a nice 15 minute well visit we talked about everything that's going on and then they scheduled a test for us through yale and we said we'll take soon as available wherever you can get us one we'll go we'll go right now and she said i'll give you one and then next thing you know tuesday at 10 a.m and this was saturday morning at 10 a.m wow so we are in quarantine at the dobrats house. Uh, obviously my wife and I and my my daughter are not, but if my son happens to test positive, then that'll change things for us but it's it's scary, man, and it's just again, even when my, my son's team was wearing masks it's just it can happen. I just can't stress enough about just being safe
1: just yeah, safe. and we got I know we're not going to and we're not going go talk about this all all. The whole episode, but we will no. It's important. It's the most important thing going on right now. And yeah, my daughter, my younger daughter's last soccer game was Saturday, and again, it's outdoors, and she had her mask on. Um, my older daughter's last game is this Saturday, and I'm kind of relieved, man. And I'm just, you know, our schools are shut down till January now. That came down last week. My kids were crushed because they were loving being back in school. Yep. So we're back to April. We're like, we're trying to figure out, like, okay, when can we do a Zoom call with these friends? When can we do a Zoom call with these friends? 'Cause they need it. It keeps them sane. And since my wife and I are home twenty four seven, it keeps us sane too. Yeah. But we gotta all do it, man. And the distraction of sports during these times is awesome, but it can't be the be all end all and gets us back to college basketball and like you were you talk about your son playing hockey both your kids play hockey and you know what is it new england all new england now has banned uh, interstate youth hockey travel correct
0: am i right on that correct my, my daughter had games in massachusetts scheduled this weekend they were canceled and then they played some other teams from the state um but again it's just you know the the communication has got to be better at all levels you know whether it's a referee whether it's players wear the mask you know There's the spectator rules. I'm still pulling into parking lots, seeing groups of people together without a mask. And I I just don't understand it. It's
1: insane and that's why we're in the problem. That's why we're in the situation we're in.
0: I was at a high school soccer game the other day. I won't say what school I was at, but I I shot a bunch of them this week, but uh, only one spectator allowed on the ground. So a lot of, I don't know if you've seen this, a lot of parents will park outside a fence if there's a clear view and stand outside their car. And there had to be about 25 people all sitting around a car, masks around their necks, cheering, yelling, and screaming for the soccer team. And I, I did everything in my power not to walk over and say, will you put on a freaking
1: mask? It's ridiculous. And I couldn't believe it. Couldn't it's be. not that hard. And it's frustrating as hell. And it's just ridiculous. Yeah. But so we could, uh, like, uh, you know.
0: Like, like you said, we're not going to spend the whole podcast on this. But sports are a distraction. Tell me the Masters was on. I was wondering if I was going to be into it. I was into it. Were you into it?
1: Yeah, I was into it. Um, I was sort of, I went into this morning hoping that it'd be a little tighter. Uh, Yesterday looked like, you know, Dustin Johnson, obviously the winner and we'll get into that. Uh, He was a historic win and we'll get into that. I was going into this thinking he had a pretty uh, side. I think he came into the four stroke lead. I was hoping that not, not rooting against him, but I was sort of hoping that we'd have a little bit more drama You know, maybe a little pressure on him by a route. After the 13th hole, when he birdied that, he was up four strokes with 13 holes, so only five holes left. You knew it was over. And then I just sort of got into it and just, like, watched, like, you know, just the excellence of him. I was into it. And it did feel weird, especially, like, on Thursday. Like, why am I watching? I hate this. The Masters is kind of cool, especially for us folks in the Northeast where we have the seasons that change. change. The Masters is always kind of cool because, like, as I mentioned before, it's like, Right at the beginning of April, like baseball's here, the Masters is here. Ah, spring is upon us. Yeah. A tradition like no other, like Jim Nance would say. So I thought it was kind of weird the first couple days, uh, but yeah, I got into it as uh, I got into it more and, more and more as it went on. And uh, fun to watch today, I even mean, there wasn't even that there wasn't a lot of drama at the uh, for the last half.
0: Yeah, as you mentioned in April, it's kind of part of that trifecta. You know, the college basketball final fours that first weekend in April. Yep. Uh, opening day is usually around the same time. And then you have the masters. So it's a 10 days of like, if you're a sports fan, it's, awesome. it's Everything you want, you know, you check out, you go, you work a half day on a Thursday to go watch some, you know, uh, some March madness or, you know, go check out a spring training or opening day, God forbid at Yankee stadium or City field. I hope we're talking about that, you know, so. three, five months from now, but we'll see. But yeah, I was into it, man. I liked Dustin Johnson. He was a good guy at the travelers championship back in June. He won it. Yep. His wife was there today. Uh, the uh, daughter of Wayne Gretzky,
1: Holina Gretzky. Uh, yep.
0: His brother was on the bag for him. Was his looper for the last seven years, Austin uh, Johnson. So that was cool. He got to give his first person he hugged was his brother, who's his caddy. So that was cool.
1: Brother got a little choked up at the end.
0: Yeah, man, it was cool. You know, Dustin Johnson is—he's he, kind of reminds me. He's like, and you'll know what I mean. kind of—he's kind of the Robinson Cano of golf. It just things look easy to him, and it looks like he doesn't care or he doesn't try but he just has that easy stroke you know nothing phases him you know if he makes a mistake he's just okay on to the next
1: hole you know and he's yeah. a great player it's a good it's a good comparison even though the sports are vastly different but yeah thinking of thinking about that and i think it i don't forget who said it but like at at 13 which you know that 13 that par 5 is can be crazy a lot of guys have just had their whole hopes dashed in that hole so you know he's up he doesn't go crazy and like one of the, the commentators said like he's just being he's playing disciplined he didn't get crazy didn't try to yeah. make some get it in two shots, get to the you know the green in two shots or anything crazy took it you know got there in three took his birdie you know just like dude just yeah not trying to not trying to do anything earth shattering or do something crazy just very disciplined and you're right it does it looks it made it he made it look really easy um, yeah no, i was made, happy for him yeah and uh you know you met yeah i remember you know he You mentioned the travelers i was thinking if i was there if i or more likely if eric was there would you ask him dustin is this win today bigger than the win you had at the travelers in cromwell a few months ago I, i'm cromwell
0: assuming augusta cromwell augusta
1: it, very close i'm sure yeah so um, oh, he was good yeah and How the whole thing was good even tiger and tiger, tiger, tiger are, you know, had until the 12th hole today when he, he went off the cliff and the cliff fell on top of him he was you know he was in the mix enough to sort of keep him in the loop, keep it interesting. So yeah, whole thing was good.
0: Tiger had some trouble at Rays Creek, but it reminded me of the Blues Brothers. I, I was thinking of John Belushi saying, "You're really up Shit's Creek," and he really, yeah. he really was. Three times he put the ball in the water, which is just-
1: three times. Yeah, I, yeah, I said he fell off a cliff. I think there had been an actual cliff there. He might have wanted to jump off. But yeah. you know what? He he went from my, what, he was he was three under to four over <laughs> after that okay, he after burnt- that hole. But you know what? He played well down the stretch after that and made, ended up finishing uh, one under for the tournament. So good for him. Yeah, birdied five of his last six holes.
0: Uh, yep. Phil Mickelson plus three. Bryson DeChambeau, you know, the big hitter. Well, he didn't bring Augusta to his knees this week. He was minus two. Never in contention. You're not going to muscle Augusta. You're just- he was
1: lucky to be minus two, especially the way he started off. And, yeah, yeah I mean, he was. I know he won uh, one. What was the name of the play? What's the name? Wingfoot with, that, with yep. that crazy wind up the U.S. Open. Yeah um no like dude you gotta i think at augusta you have to actually like try and hit the fairways yeah no he, so, yeah. i know and I, a lot of people were like well that'll show him but you know what i think he's still doing okay
0: yeah Augusta's a unique course he's gonna keep doing whatever the hell he wants so exactly so we had golf today we also had the nfl man i think i was thinking about today week 10 this is probably the
1: let's say the lamest schedule so far we've had would you say that well it's an interesting schedule because and this is a nice segue from the masters you know the one o'clock slate was kind of light was really light for for you know, usual NFL Sunday because CBS no early games no one o'clock games because they had the masters till uh three or three thirty so they kept that window that slate wide open and then yeah not a great so the one o'clock games I thought were kind of lame if you if anybody want if anybody watched Houston, uh Cleveland oh. voluntarily you need to have yourself yeah you need to have a reevaluate life um but yeah kind of a some good afternoon games We're watching the we're watching the tail end of the, the late games right now on, on this uh seven o'clock seven fifteen here on sunday night but yeah kind of not a great super heavyweight schedule of games this week
0: and listen i don't want to get crazy i'm not a giant fan obviously but man it just it seems like things are coming together for the giants i'll tell you what if daniel jones doesn't turn the ball over uh, he ran an rPO today for a touchdown thirty four yards actually didn 't trip over one of the uh, lines on the field, but the giants yeah, the Eagles the giants are what three and seven, and the Eagles are three five and one i believe three five and one correct so i mean they 're right there man it 's just and if you 're the giants listen you don 't get crazy you just just keep trying to play better every week that 's all you got to do man
1: listen you 're right it's it, listen it 's pathetic that Those two teams at three and seven and three five and one are like right around first place. That's insane. It's it's pathetic. The Giants should be. The Giants don't care. Like they're just trying to get better. And you know whatever they've gotten better as the season has gone on. So whatever they build on from here on out, if they win two more games but keep getting better, that's a winning. That's a good season. They haven't. They need to. You know, for the first time in a long time, they're showing some forward progress. And you're right. What happens if Daniel Jones doesn't turn the ball over? Well, he didn't turn the ball over today, and, you know, they won. And, and the Eagles suck. I mean, the Eagles are a disaster. And Carson Wentz is – I mean, I, I don't know what happened to that guy. But you just play who's in front of you. And they, good job by uh, the Giants and Joe Judge, the rookie coach.
0: Yeah, Giants, are, Giants, Giants realistically should be 5-5. Five and five, But listen, as long as they keep pushing the ball up up the mountain and, and getting better. Uh, a couple other things. You mentioned Cleveland against Houston. Who cares? It was some crazy weather up there. Seven-mile-an-hour Wednesday to delay the game. Uh, Detroit wins on a 59-yard field goal. I know you're watching the Lions number because you had them as your over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am. Thank you. I, uh, I hate the Packers. I hate them so much. I wanted to take Jacksonville so bad, but I couldn't do it because I just thought you might want to have those rock and chair Aaron Rodgers, you know, 35-10 type games. And, of course, they don't. I don't remember what the final was, 24-20, something like yeah,
1: that. Yeah, something like that. It annoying more than anything Just else. one of those games like they were heavily favored against an awful Jacksonville team at home and like they just they they did the Packers did just enough to win.
0: Yeah, just annoying. Agree. You mentioned uh, we're watching Arizona, Buffalo. Uh, good game here late in the game. Uh, Tampa Bay bounced back in a huge way, beat up on uh, Carolina. Tom uh, Brady a big game. Rob Gronkowski a big game. So the Bucks bounce back after a couple of so-so weeks. Patriots play tonight on Sunday Night Football. I don't know what to make of this game. I think the Ravens are going to roll over them. I have, I'm, I'm interested in other reasons because the quarterback is on my fantasy team, Cam Newton. So,
1: oh, we'll no, because your regular guy is off this week. We no, no cheap, no uh, Mahomes and the Chiefs are on a buy. And yeah. the New England thing, and we'll know more by the time people listen to this tomorrow morning. Yeah. Uh, the weather could be a major, major factor in Foxborough tonight. It's supposed to be heavy wind and some rain and storms, which yeah, I think good. is kind of fun, but that, I don't have to play in it. So, what do I, you know, it's easy for me to say.
0: I think it might wreak some havoc towards the end of the game more than the beginning of the game, but you'll yeah, be interesting to watch for sure. Tua Tagovailoa and uh, yeah, the sure. Dolphins beat the Chargers. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, beat the Chargers in an exciting game, 29-21. But other than that, maybe six and three. Yeah. And other than that, Steelers rolling all over the Bengals, Saints, and 49ers. We were talking about it before the podcast. If you got some free time and you want to look up uh, Breeze hit on uh, social media, you'll see probably the worst roughing the passer call you've ever seen in your life. Again,
1: certainly in one of the top three. You, I hadn't seen it, and you said before, no, before we start uh, recording, go look at this. I was like, all right, all right, all right, all right. I'm like, okay, that's a sack. Yeah. What? It's it's a roughing the passer. Didn't hit him high. Didn't hit him low didn't hit him with his elbow, didn't hit, him, didn't hit him in the head, didn't hit him late. He uh, – what do you call that thing? He tackled, tackled him. Tackled him, yes. Thank you. It was bizarre, but, uh, you know, great. Crazy. Good job, NFL. Uh,
0: yeah, Patriots we'll talk about. We'll see what happens with that. And, uh, you know, just kind of a ho-hum week. I don't even know what the Monday night game is. I don't even pay attention with the Monday night game. Oh,
1: night. it's a, it's, it's a humdinger. It's the Bears and the Vikings.
0: Oh, that's right. Who cares about
1: that? Who cares about that game is right.
0: All right, we come back. We're going to talk about – we're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to talk about uh, – quickly touch about a couple of things, uh, a couple of famous uh, athletes passed away. It seems like we're doing this story every week. Every week. And then a, a historic hire in Major League Baseball. We'll spend a second on that, and then you'll tell us about some movies and some birthdays. But first, got to take a quick time out.
1: Take it away, Bill. Hey, hey, Instagram. Uh, we, told you, we tell you every week here in the EDBC podcast about the convenience of shopping from home for your groceries when you set up an Instagram account. Instagram. Well, it was, it's also Instagram. the Heart Instagram. Track. What? The
0: Instagram account. Instacart. Instacart. You're saying Instagram. What's wrong with you? Come all on. Right,
1: you're gonna to, all right. You're going to have to edit this.
0: <laughs> A lot of pressure on you. Come on.
1: All right. Instacart. There you go. Three, two, one. Come on. Hey, Instacart. Uh, we tell you every week about the importance and the convenience of shopping safely from home by importance. I mean, you want to be able to trust the people bringing your groceries into your house, right? Make sure they're doing it well, doing it right an Instacart account. Uh, you can shop from home. It's safe. It's easy. Get all the groceries that you like from your favorite stores. It's fresh. You can get your delivery in sometimes a little, a little less than an hour sometimes, but it's also important. And Instacart wants to remind us that as we go into the cold and flu season and with the COVID numbers being what they are, Instacart has launched a new senior support service, and the goal of the senior support service is to help customers over the age of 60 order their groceries online so they can stay safe and healthy for the upcoming winter season. And remember, that's if you know someone that might, if you don't want to need that, but you think you have a friend or family member that would benefit greatly from that, let them know about Instacart. If you need if need be, walk them through setting up an account. You can set up an Instacart account at instacart.com in like less than three minutes. And it's super simple and the same things apply. You can get free delivery on that first order when you click on our, uh, the link on our podcast. Plus, you know, you're going to get all the groceries that you love. You're going to get your produce fresh. It's not going to be 3 day stuff that's been picked over and left for the delivery person. It's going to be fresh. Your egg's not going to be broken. You're going to get it fast, easy, and quick, and you're going to save money because you st- start using Instacart. They start finding out what you like and what the way you shop, and they start offering deals to help you save money. So if you or someone in their, in their 60s or maybe a little older needs to, to shop from home or just thinks it's the right time to shop from home, head to Instacart.com. And again, go to the EDBC Podcast. Click on any one of our episodes. You'll see a link on each episode for Instacart. Go to that link. Sign up and get free delivery on your first order. com. Shop and save. All right. Uh, Major League Baseball with a big hire. Uh, Derek Jeter hiring Kim Ang
0: as a general manager. First woman in uh, Major League Baseball in pro sports, right, to become a general manager
1: in the four majors. I believe so, at least in North America pro sports.
0: Yeah, she was an intern with the uh, Yankees back in the late 90s, and that's how she got to meet Jeter. Was an assistant GM with the Yankees and the Dodgers, I believe, and then was working for Major League Correct. Baseball. And uh, – Derek Jeter hires Kim Ang as an executive. So that made a lot of news this past weekend and good for her. And it's, you know, people said they thought she'd be get a job 15 years ago and, you know, God forbid major league baseball does anything quick. So. (laughs) No,
1: not at all. Games are long. hirings are long. So. 30 years experience. I think she's more than qualified and long overdue. And, you know, I I don't, I'm not saying that uh, I'm not trying, I don't, I'm not trying to say this is a bad thing, but you know, you see, guys that you know 28 year old somebody said earlier this week you know you see 28 year old guys come out of the ivy league that get these jobs and someone like her has been working the around the major league baseball for 30 years and yeah. now just getting it i mean better late than never and and i wish her the best of luck and hopefully we see more of this this is a good thing when you get people you know just a lot of you know people diversity. that have earned the opportunity to run a team
0: yeah a little diversity in major league baseball is never a bad thing folks so that's Nope. Good. Uh, we, uh, I, I just, you know, this week, um, you know, we've, we've, I feel like the last three or four podcasts we've done, we've had some sort of major celebrity or athlete pass away. And this week we had two of them, Tommy Heinsohn from the Celtics and Paul Horning, the former Green Bay Packer and Notre Dame star both passed away. Uh, you're a Celtic fan. I'll always think of Tommy Heinsohn as the broadcaster, obviously, but he was a won 10 championships, eight as a player, two as a coach. A um, lot of people just talking about what a great guy he was and, something you and I can relate to, didn't care what he ate. He basically woke up and had eggs and bacon every day, a cheeseburger and French fries for lunch and a steak at dinner. And, oh, by the way, he smoked a couple packs a day.
1: But other than yeah, that. Yeah, like to scotch. I, I like to scotch. 86 um, years
0: old. What a life.
1: Yeah, and until, was working in the last few years, still worked a lot of the home games for the Celtics. Didn't go on the road, but would go in the studio when they were on the road. And I do know some people, a couple of people I know who worked with Tommy because uh, he was broadcasting at the Fox Sports—I don't know not, not what it was called—NBC New England, which is where the Celtics games uh, are televised. And I know some folks who worked with Tommy for many years, and a couple of them just said this week, like it's not just that we lost a colleague; we lost a great friend, a guy who. One of them said, "You know, Tommy was always great, the nicest man in the world. Always great when the kids came around. All, just, just a wonderful guy, and just you can't say enough about him." And yeah, it's tough. Yeah, and you're Yeah, an iconic figure with that franchise because you're right. Eight championships. Then I was a coach and coached into a couple titles in the 70s. Yeah. Then I was a broadcaster from uh I mean, I think he and our buddy Mike Gorman. Uh was
0: 81, I think.
1: Yeah, they worked together for like 38 year thirty-eight years on Celtics Telecast. It's unreal. real. Yeah. I mean Mike Gorman, Gorman used to have it, like used, my, we like Mike Gorman because back in the eighties, he had a schedule like He'd do three big, two biggest games a week, three Celtics games a week. The guy was working, and he and Gorman, uh, he and Heidson were always great. And you know, he talked about this week on social media about losing a, more than just you know a, a broadcast partner, losing a great friend. So and even yeah, eighty six and a life well lived.
0: And Bill and Bill Russell will not, you know, compliment. He's not known for throwing bouquets at a lot of people, but he talked about how only certain people in your life you get to meet who become friends and then are lifelong friends. And he mentioned Heinzen being his lifelong friend and he loved him. So
1: yeah. Definitely- and Heintzen, uh somebody reminded me of this great quote and I posted several years ago uh, how much Heintzen thought of Russell and thought that Bill Russell was always underappreciated in Boston, which he is and was. He
0: absolutely the great,
1: qu- the great quote that Heintzen had about Bill Russell that somebody re- reposted this week after Tommy passed was uh, you know, Bill Russell won two national championships in college, one in the Olympics. Then went to the pros to Boston and won eleven titles in 13 years, and they named up bleep and tunnel after Ted Williams.
0: Yeah, it's true.
1: Says it. I mean, it's That's it really Boston is in a nutshell. it's a great quote.
0: Yeah, it's true. It's true. Uh, he was also supposedly a great painter. Um, yeah. Uh, I, again, a
1: couple, again, the mutual association with some of the people I know that knew him and worked with him or friends with him said, yeah, they would uh, they they were able to buy some of his paintings and that was that was his pa- um because he sold them he would sell them and he was that was his real passion was his painting so yeah uh um what do you call it? a well-rounded man well-rounded human being
0: Paul Horning, the former packer Notre Dame guy um Golden Boy Golden Boy great player um ran into some trouble for gambling i believe or something like that Yep but oh my god Arizona
1: just won at the buzzer on a hill. on a on on a, oh my goodness on I'm a, a Hail Mary Yep uh, breaking news on the EDBC podcast. That's crazy. A second Sorry, to go a Hail
0: Mary. Unbelievable.
1: Unreal. Wow. Unreal. Crazy. Um,
0: Paul Horning. All right, guys. Quick, quick story about Paul Horning real quick. I was reading this this weekend. I don't know a lot about him. Obviously, he's before our time. Supposedly, uh, a player at Notre Dame couldn't get into a restaurant because he was African-American. He was a freshman. Horning heard about it. Went and picked the kid up, took him to the restaurant. It was Horning's favorite restaurant. Walked in with the kid. They sat down. He ordered food. That was it. End of the problem. Horning solved it by just taking the kid with him to uh, to the to the restaurant. Said, no, if I'm going to eat here, he's going to eat here with me. So good for Paul Horning.
1: Yeah, sorry. That, sad that it was. things were like that, but nice move by him. Yeah, I mean, he was like – obviously before our time um, with the 60-pack, with those 60s Packers teams um, – but, like, he was, like, matinee idol. Like, yeah. Good-looking guy. I don't halfback. know. I think it was a quarterback at Notre Dame. And then ah, he was definitely a halfback in the pros. But one of those guys that, like, yeah, even the pros, like, he, he, he could, he'd run for uh, touchdowns, throw for touchdowns. And I believe, he, you know, even for a while there, he was kicking, he was kicking field goals. Oh. Uh, but a legendary A-figure in, in, in college and pro football.
0: So we're going to take one more time out. We're going to talk about a couple movies and we're going to talk about some birthdays. Uh, but again, if you, uh, we got to watch uh, Deandre Hopkins catch a hail Mary from uh Kyler Murray, 3230 with two seconds to go. And now this should go for two. Cause I think the line was three and a half.
1: Oh, this people are very interested in that. Yes. Oh, they're just gonna uh-huh. go in the victory. They're just gonna kneel it goals. down. Wow.
0: Oh, how about and then Chubb today not running for a touchdown, by the way, running out of bounds at the one yard line. <laughs> oh
1: man. if you had Nick Chubb on your fantasy team, you didn't oh. like that so much.
0: Yeah, and, or if it was the line was three in some places, so it was a push. Oh, that's that's right.
1: Oh so anyway.
0: All right, one more commercial and we're gonna come back and wrap things up with some a couple movies and birthdays. Go ahead, Brad.
1: Hey, all as well. Power of a good night's sleep without breaking open the wallet and emptying out all your money. Allswellhome.com. We talk about them every week at the EDBC podcast, and we want to remind you that now through Monday, November 23rd, go to Allswellhome.com, and you can save 20% off everything with the with a promo code Gobble20. Gobble20. That's all capital letters. Gobble and two zero. And again, when we talk about Allswell, we talk about it every week. Great mattresses with great mattress technology, hybrid mat- mattress technology. But with mattresses starting as low as three hundred and forty-five dollars. Now you add that along with some zero percent financing, a free one hundred night risk-free trial, and you're you're getting a winning, winning combination. And it's a great way to save some money and get a good night's sleep. Sleep's more important than ever these days, so get a good rest. Hey, if you go onto the EDPC podcast and click on one of our one of our episodes, you know you're going to see the link for AllSoAtHome.com. Why don't you do us a favor and click that link and get an additional fifteen percent off? your first purchase plus give a little support for the edbc podcast and the and that's about it because i'm watching the bills try and now they can pull off the uh hail mary re- response it's over yeah sorry all is well i was distracted by football
0: oh uh, that's what that's that's, that's part for the course buddy that's all right all right so listen i'm gonna you you wrote down a couple of movies here. Uh, one of them that turns 40 this week, I'm just going to tell you, we don't have a lot of time, but I'm going to tell you, I watched this movie once and I walked away and went,
1: nah, nah. That was the general reaction of this movie when it came out. It was a box office dud. Um, and then as, it, as years have gone on, it's become uh, acclaimed, or critically acclaimed, considered yeah. one of the best movies, Martin Scorsese ever, uh, maybe his best. And I've watched it like three or four times. And the more I've watched, it does grow in me because there's so much subtlety to the performances in this movie that you sort of, it's sort of, you sort of got to watch it a couple times. And it's, the, the, the photography is incredible. I'm talking about Raging Bull. Uh, Raging Bull is a movie that turns 40 this month, uh, this, uh, released in November 1980. Didn't do much of anything at the box office, a bit of a dud. We love Martin Scorsese in this podcast, so we like to point these things out. Yeah, But incredible. Yeah, it, Robert De Niro true story of Jake LaMotta, based on the, the middleweight champ of the forties and fifties, uh, based on his book, his autobiography, crazy life. Talk about a crazy life. That dude had some issues, but it's yeah, incredible cool. for performance by Travolta, uh, by Travolta, geez, <laughs> by, by uh, Bobby De Niro and like, wow, 40 years old. And if you haven't seen it's, yeah, it's not everyone's cup of tea. It's, it's a, it's a long movie. It's, it can be a, it's a hard watch sometimes, but the acting is, inc- some of the acting is incredible. De Niro in the boxing scenes is insane. I mean, he actually trained with some boxers, including Lamata. He like shaped his body, reshaped his body back in the day when this wasn't quite as prevalent as it now with actors. And it was his performance is incredible. I believe that is the only Best Actor award De Niro ever won for Raging Bull. Anyway, turns forty.
0: You know, I, I, I'm trying to during this pandemic to catch up. I never, I haven't seen some of. I've never seen Taxi Driver. Never saw that movie. So it's on my list. I'm trying to watch. You know, I personally think The Last Waltz is his best movie, but I'm, I digress. Um, I saw Mean Streets recently. I thought that movie sucked.
1: Yeah, Mean Streets is a little a little rough, and I, I never was a big taxi driver fan. I mean, I, I like Scorsese. I guess I like Scorsese. I don't like all of his movies. I was not a fan of uh, Shelf. Was it Shutter Island? I didn't get into that too much. Uh, I didn't like keep fear as much as a lot of people did. I thought it was a little, I thought it was a little overdone, but the ones I like, I just really like, like, I even like one of his, I guess people thought like one of, the, like, one of his bombs or like, it didn't get good reviews at all. I loved King of Comedy. I thought the movie was, fantastic, was hilarious, but it was really black comedy. And you know, I'm Goodfellas. Goodfellas. Yeah, that stuff, so.
0: I mean, anytime Goodfellas is on, you're going to watch it and
1: that brings me nice hey nice segue erica yeah. that brings me to a movie turning 30 this week dances with wolves
0: Oof. never saw you it
1: want, because that's the movie that won all the big awards in 1990 when Rob goodfellas it got best picture costner got best director what are, you, what are you
0: kidding me i never saw it
1: never saw it. of course i didn't see it. i'm gonna watch that
0: i never saw it either i'm not gonna watch it either. yeah yeah
1: and like we're here still here talking about goodfellas 30 years later the way people are not, you know, people, including myself, although and a lot of people talk about, talk about the Godfather or people talk about Casablanca. or but like, Nobody's talking about dances with wolves. Yep. It's an outrage. Anyway, this is just an excuse for me to mention this and for me to bitch about it again for five minutes on the podcast. All right. Thank
0: you. You feel better? No, not really. Good. All right. You got some birthdays, and I love your list of birthdays this week. These are, these are tremendous birthdays thank you and you know if you haven't noticed at home I tried to pick uh, an opening music uh, credit to match up with one of our birthdays so that's so this week um, I will not be play, playing the Titanic theme song that's a hint I will not be playing that
1: despite
0: thank- despite you asking me to do that I will not so I'm yeah not,
1: thank you Yeah, you know, it's one of my favorite soundtracks
0: not gonna, it's no Celine Dion on this podcast pal uh,
1: you know y- yeah you know what next week I'm going to talk about how you, Titanic uh, robbed LA Confidential. That should have been the best picture in 1997. Okay, but I'll go on. It's next time. All right, your first birthday. Go ahead, Ed Asner. Ed Asner,
0: uh, great actor. Was in Curb Your Enthusiasm recently. You sent me a clip from his Casual Friday, which was very funny. Perfect, Ed Asner. Great. Uh, what big star?
1: Seventies, eighties? Would you say? Type? Yeah, I mean, like, we, not really. I mean, he was, he was, he seemed like a, an old crumudgeony guy when we were like three. He yeah. was on Mary Tyler Moore, which is a little too before our time for us to really get into, you know, like, and then he went from, and then from when Mary, he played Lou Grant on Mary Tyler Moore on a sitcom, then went to, then, then left when that show ended, he started in a, in a drama called Lou Grant, about Lou Grant. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. He uh, hasn't. He's also looked- like late 70s, early 80s. He's been around forever.
0: He was in uh was it dead to me uh on hbo or, or yes that? Was that as well recently so he's, he's still doing stuff man how old is he let me see 81
1: 82 Ooh. how old is he 91 wow 91 wow yeah i mean think about the people again i'm not i know that was like an iconic show like a groundbreaking show I'm like single woman living on her own especially in, in when it came out like 1970 when it started yeah but think about like but i was never i never watched it, it was a, a little young but think about like he's like Mary Tyler Moore and Ted Knight have all left us. And I don't know what happened to captain Steubing from the love boat. I think he's still with us, but Luke red answer and Ed As, Ed Asner still rocking it, man. Good for him. 91. All right. Who's next? Uh, speaking of still rocking it and rocking it in the free world, uh, rocker, I'll do my DJ voice rocker, Neil Young still celebrating a birthday. I think he's 75. Bang. Yeah.
0: I, I, I don't know if I saw that somewhere. I'm a big Neil Young fan. I, uh, you know, I saw him at the Oakdale years ago, he was by himself, no band, piano on the stage, sat down on an acoustic guitar with a harmonica in his mouth and played. I mean, he can, some of the stuff I love. It. He is so talented songwriter. I mean, Ohio is one of the great songs you'll ever hear uh, applies to a lot of things we're dealing with today, but um, yeah his uh he can write an acoustic song and then you mentioned rocking in the free world he does it both ways he's fantastic so happy yeah. birthday, neil love I neil. think he's a
1: little older, but good for him
0: yeah love neil all these guys you know that whole uh that whole group of rockers there keith richards 76 neil 75 they're all right in that same ballpark you know that coming through here still with us yeah who do you got good. next
1: oh listen uh we uh, one of my favorite characters on yep. one of my favorite shows, is uh, Fat Tony on The Simpsons. Yep. Speaking of mobsters and mob movies, Fat Tony, played by actor Joe Montana, who's had a rich and storied career uh, beyond just The Simpsons,
0: including Splash. Correct. Do you remember him in Splash? Seen Splash? Was he one of the contractors in Splash who was making advances at Shelley Long?
1: I'm not. I'm not sure. I've seen Splash in thirty years. Great movie. Great. I saw. I saw that movie. Shows how old I am. I saw that movie in the theaters. I don't know if I've seen it in like at least 20 years. I kind of remember Tom Hanks. and I remember John Candy was in it. No, he was not. Oh, Splash? yeah. Splash?
0: Yeah, yes, you know what? I'm not thinking of Splash. I'm thinking of uh, Money Pit.
1: Splash. Oh, the Money Pit. Oh. oh, my fault. Dude, usually it's me that's doing these yeah, things. I'm sorry. I've a, never seen the Money Pit. Oh, that's a classic song. Classic. Well, classic. since we're all, since we're, since we're locking down in quarantine again, I'm going to fire up the Netflix and the Hulu. Maybe I'll check that one out.
0: You know, it's one of those things, too. Your kids can't watch it, unfortunately, because there's a couple of, uh, you know, adult scenes in it. Nothing crazy, but uh, it's one of those movies where my kids, when they get, they're about a year or two away from watching that, and I will sit down and watch that. A great movie.
1: Great movie. Interesting. Yes. Who else you got? A couple more. Uh, your fa- I, I, I know The View is one of your favorite shows, you know. airs yeah. a Channel 8 where you work. I know you, you will watch it every day or you DVR it. Or whatever the hell it is you do when you don't not in front on the TV. Uh, so I threw this into there for you, Whoopi Goldberg.
0: 72. <laughs>
1: um, no, uh, it's 65. Oh, well, that's not bad. You're laughing like I really aged. No, I think you're just trying to age Whoopi. I think you're trying to give Whoopi – I think you're trying to add some years on to Whoopi.
0: Hey, I love the Whoopi, and I am I, – 72, 65. I remember when Whoopi was the, making Whoopi in the 70s, that was the big – that all the game shows
1: that's what they used to say make I it. know that, that, and it was it was edgy like ooh I'm not sure you can say that I'm I'm not sure you're allowed to say that on match game
0: oh my god it's classic all right 65 my bad I was way off on that one I that's love it okay one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time
1: ah vinny I'm I'm sure he is since you're a uh an 80s Miami Miami Hurricanes guy uh vinny Testaverdi Testaverdi
0: Testaverdi
1: uh so vinny had to be 20, 64.
0: He's about – I'm going to say 56.
1: Very close, 57.
0: Oh, man. Yeah. Played
1: for both of our uh, teams that we – professional teams that we root for, Although I think he had a little bit bigger, better stint with the Jets than he did with the Cowboys, but, yeah.
0: Bill Parcells <laughs> loved him, made him – Loved him. Problem with Vinny was he was kind of – never had a good supporting staff around him. The thing that he gets knocked in, when he played at Miami, he was great at Miami, but he had one bad game. That was a national championship game against Penn State – Jimmy Johnson to this day will tell you he should never have played in the game because he was concussed, much like Troy Aikman when he played with the Cowboys. So yeah, in the he, second he,
1: Super Bowl twenty eight, Yeah, Jimmy never learned his lesson. Let's put it that way. But no, Jimmy's like Jimmy was very brave with other guys' concussions in championship games. Yes, and I love we both love Jimmy for different re, for different teams, but yeah, Testaverde. Uh, Testaverde and Testaverde you know Testaverde. who else loves who loved loves Vinny Testaverde? Exactly. Um, Tony Romo. Because Tony was like the third string guy when Vinny was there, barely made the team a couple times.
0: Yeah, Vinny's and strong, said, box, big arm. Said,
1: said Tony, said Testaverde, and this is Tony Romo, said Testaverde was invaluable in just helping him learn how to be a pro, yep. stay patient, do all work your, like every week, work every week and study every week. Like you're not the third stringer, like you're starting the like you're starting on Sunday, work every week like that. If you don't get the up in practice, st- get there early, stay late. And he said Vinny Testaverde was just a great mentor to him when he was still coming up. Thank so you. Happy birthday, Vinny, at 57.
0: Through five interceptions in the Fiesta Bowl against Penn State, was concussed. Jimmy John said if Steve Wall starts that game, they win 35-10.
1: They probably do. That Miami team was incredible. That Penn State team was
0: that was the old fatigues. Remember Miami wore the fatigues.
1: Yeah, and that, that was really stupid Miami. I was, I was rooting for Penn State just on that because I thought that was a stupid thing to do for Miami. Pete Giftopoulos, the Greek linebacker, picked yeah. him off with like 10 seconds left. They were driving for the winning touchdown. I yep. still remember that game. Fiesta Bowl. Yep. Sorry about that. You
0: got one more. Who you got in the last one? I, I, uh, we, we've been talking
1: about uh, Scorsese. And he was in a couple of uh, Martin's movies. Leo DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio.
0: You know, it's funny, what's your favorite movie by him? Are you a fan, first of all?
1: Uh, I go hot and cold on him because some of the movies that he's, beloved, that he's like, loved for, I'm kind of up and down. I, I thought Titanic was a piece of overwrought, was just not great. I don't like it. Uh, what was the one with... Uh,
0: Catch Me If You Can is my favorite. Catch Me
1: If You Can was okay. Favorite I'm one. trying to think of the one... Where he Wolf, was, I can't Wolf think of Wall his name. Wolf of What's Wall that? Wolf of Wall Street with Jonah. Wolf of Wall Street was okay. I didn't think it was great. I have not yet seen, because it's three and a half, I think it's like three and a half hours. I have not yet seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I will watch it. I've heard, so people say it's pretty good. I've seen, heard a couple people tell me it's god awful.
0: Yeah, my mother said it sucked.
1: Yeah, I've know. heard that. I will probably eventually watch it, but it might be something where I have to, like, I might have to, like, break it down and just, I don't know if I can sit through it all at once if it's up and down.
0: But okay. anyway. Hollywood. Movie. I, really, I
1: like The Departed. I thought he was great in The Departed.
0: Oh, terrific in The Departed. Loved that. And that was one of those movies where you got you. It got you out of your seat a couple times. You know what I mean? There was a couple of scenes where you yeah. were expecting something coming, and bang, something happened. You're like, gee, I didn't. You know, you didn't see it coming. Which I appreciate that in movies. So yeah, and it's
1: set in Boston because, of course, it is. I mean, I shouldn't say, of course, it is. And except for Mark Wahlberg and Matt Damon, yeah, who are from the Boston area they are he the, he, i know it's it's hard it's it's not well publicized They keep it on the down low especially Wahlberg. yeah but uh, he was the only guy the non-boston born actor who had a decent boston accent
0: jack nicholson was great in that movie oh jack
1: nicholson was like overacting the whole time martin sheen's boston accent should have been a felony uh right. but, but we're get, i'm getting off track i think that's my favorite leo movie
0: yeah, anytime. Catch me if you can is on. Same with The Departed. I will watch it. Uh, just the, he's just he's a great actor. But he's, yeah, played, he's a great yeah, actor. A couple movies that you just eh, but he is a great actor. Great actor. He going to be our Cary Grant. That's what I've been telling people. Someday when our twenty years from now, when we're talking to our kids and Leo's at the Oscars, you know, sitting at some table, he's going to be our Cary Grant. You know that. Guy. That's how Hanks is
1: our Cary Grant. Okay, no, whatever. he is too. But right, you okay? Have we'll them. have a couple of Cary Grants. Yeah,
0: you know what I mean. It's a couple of them, so. Why yeah. not? All right, we ran out of time, big guy. We got another one in the books. Wait a minute, you didn't guess his age age.
1: yet. What's that? You didn't guess Leo's age.
0: How old is Leo? Leo, you know, it always bothers me because I know he's probably around our age, and I don't know if he's younger or older. And I want him to be older just because it makes me feel better about my own lot in life. So I'm going to say he's 49.
1: Oh, get ready to feel less about your lot in life because he's 46. Son of a... All right, he's close. He's close. Close enough, yeah.
0: Close enough. I'll take that. So,
1: hey, another great birthday list. You're getting better at these, man. Thank you. I put almost 20 minutes of thought into this one this week. We'll work on the live reads, but the birthdays aren't bad. Thank you. Sorry.
0: (laughs) All right, man. That's it. Let's uh, lock it down at home. Wear a mask. Where can we find this podcast, Brian?
1: Oh, all kinds of places. If you fancy yourself a podcast, it's hard hard to miss this one. Apple Music, uh, Spotify. Spotify, um, Now we're on Stitcher. I don't know about Stitcher, PodBay, Podbean, and now on Amazon Music. So you got yourself the Alexa. I do. You know, just say Alexa. I'm not going to say it now, but she'll start talking. But, you know, use Alexa. Fire up the EDBC podcast. Tell family. Tell friends. Tell somebody that you meet. When it's when safe when it to go back out in public uh, more and more, tell somebody you meet at the car wash. Hey, that's right. I always talk to people at the car wash. Love it. There you go. Hey, my father met Charles Barkley at the car wash. So No kidding. Never know. That's awesome. That's your- another story for another day. Did he throw your father through
0: a glass window? I don't. <laughs> no.
1: I- I I Maybe a shove.
0: Yeah, all right. he deserved it. All right, man, that's going to do it for the EDBC Podcast. Eric Dobrats and Brian Coleman will have a better NFL week next week. Hopefully the numbers will go down. And, again, please stay safe, everyone.
1: Yeah, please do. Thanksgiving's coming up. It's going to be a little tougher this year, but let's stay safe. Yeah.
0: All right, that'll do it for the EDBC Podcast. Until next time, Brian, say goodbye. See ya.